Everybody and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey, Todd, how we doing? Doing fine, Buck. And to the left of me is the great Elliot Dagan. Doing fine, also. And uh, real quick, before we get into the main topics of the show, because obviously uh, I got married recently at a wedding, want to talk about that just a little bit, and then later we're going to get into a nice roundtable group discussion about the art of swinging. Because now that I'm a married man, I figure you know there's new new grounds. Yeah, there's there's new grounds. Doors to play. are opening for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was you know committed in a relationship for a long time. Now that I'm married, I feel like I can maybe, you know, open the doors a bit. You can branch out now that you're married. Yes, now that I'm married, I feel like uh, now all women hmm. express yourself in new and bizarre ways. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed anything with the ring or anything like that? Like I'm noticing. <clears throat> Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> You're totally right. I have a, a wedding ring now on my left yeah. hand. And the funny thing is, now I feel like I can never play poker because now I have a tell. <laughs> because now I, I fuck you, with yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Do, do I do that a lot? Like, uh, just, You're kind of a ring fidgeter. Yeah, he just brought it up. But yeah, you've been doing that for like just all the time we've been sitting here. Yeah, well, it's like a, a foreign body. My body is attempting to reject. It's like if I uh, had a, a kidney surgery and they put a new kidney in me, my body's like, get the fuck off of here. What are you? Yeah. Uh, my, my body keeps trying to throw it over my knuckle, can't do it, so it asks my uh, right hand to do it for me. So I figure now, like, you guys would always know if I'm lying or whatever, that I'm just, like, fucking with the ring. So uh, I, I was on Facebook this week doing my Facebooking. Yes. And I noticed something, which is the first time I've seen it in this new, I guess, I, I don't know if it's a new, it's not really a new era anymore, but this new time where you get status feeds from all your friends, um, and you, you, you get them about different life events. Yeah, it's like a bad uh, local newspaper. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's going on in the small town of people that you know, and usually, you know, lives, deaths, births, good times, uh, innocuous, pointless information, sports teams winning. You figure out, you see all of it. This one was the first time I've had this status update. And I'm not going to name names because I don't want to like point people out or whatever. And he was a good friend of mine uh, as a kid growing up, like, you know, went to like middle, middle school to elementary school together, played on baseball teams together. But this guy I knew posted on his Facebook page that in two days he was going to prison. Okay. Just <laughs> just warning the fam? Or? He was just letting everybody know, hey, I'm going to be gone for 18 months. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of new. Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Click. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not liking the fact that a guy I knew who was, a good, who was, always, who was always nice to me yeah. was going off to Facebook. And then I thought, well. Going off to Facebook or prison? No, prison. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Facebook, Chris. Sounding off on Facebook. Yes, he was sounding off on the fact that uh, he's like, hey, uh, I don't want to read this verbatim because I don't want to seem like a dick, like making light. Light of it, right. I got you, I got you. Yeah, but basically he was saying some punk fuck wearing a wire set me up and I got to go to prison for two years. (laughs) And this is Oscar? No, no. Oscar? He's not on the show today, right? Oh, yeah, he's not here. I haven't seen him in a while. You guys talked to Oscar last couple (laughs) days? That does sound like him, though. So he was basically saying that he wanted to get mail... In prison, so he was like, you know, email me your address, and so then maybe we can have a correspondence. Because he was like, when you're away for 18 months, because some, uh, quote, punk wearing a wire set him up, uh, they, they, you know, time gets a little lonely. 
Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, like I thought, oh, cool, I should you know send in my Addy because I hadn't talked to the guy for years before Facebook. We weren't like normally hanging out and commit. We were committing our crime separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just I thought, oh, I should send in my address, and you know we I can send him jokes or whatever. You know, you see some funny online and like you normally know, send a link. Get, get the prison perspective, <laughs> on, right? On some comedy, yeah, I got you. You need to work all angles. Or just liven the guy's day up, man. He could, you know, rave about us in jail. They, we could have a whole new well, audience. Yeah, we could, maybe he could spread the word. We could play prisons like Johnny Cash. Oh, like that go would do, be good. Go do live shows. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Far out live from San yeah. Quentin. No, why does it have to be male prisons? Let's go to female prisons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to. After I saw that show, <laughs> it was um, the new Scared Straight show where they have uh, Diablo. Is that like a female gang? What is that? I don't know. It's this gangbanger named Diablo. Like they said, it's like a scared straight thing. There's this uh, very large Hispanic woman with a shaved head. With, <laughs> oh, she has a beard beard tattooed on her face. Oh. What? Like, you don't want to see Diablo. <laughs> and like they take these like you, oh, you know these man. these like middle schoolers that were like truant too much and got caught with weed. And now like Diablo is like, you don't want to see me. You don't uh. want to see Diablo. And then later, Diablo gets really sweet and is like, how can I help you, babe? But Diablo's a scary bitch, and so I don't know if we played female prisons. So, I'm sorry, a tattooed beard? That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she only got like halfway up the face, but... <laughs> like chops? Yeah. <laughs> she gave herself some chops. Gave herself some chops. So, yeah, and that was it. Yeah, so it was the first time I'd seen this Facebook uh, update, so I just, I just wrote him, stay strong. I wonder if Diablo has a Facebook. <laughs> I'm trying to get a hold of her. I'm sure she has a fan page. Sounds cool. But uh, yeah, so I saw, it was the first time I saw this, and I was like, again, I don't want to make light of it because it's like dudes going to jail. Like that's that's fucking real problems. Yeah. Like the, there's there's stuff you joke about, then there's like real shit happening in this guy's life, and I, I wish him the best. And he's always a nice guy to me, so I, I feel sorry about that. But it was just it, it it caught me as a new era in life. I guess I don't know. Well, we, I think we can wish him an early parole. Y- yes, we can wish him an early parole. Is he basically the same age as you? That's pretty much why you're reflecting on this. He's the same age. Right. You're going this way. You just got married. He's going this way. You know? It's Who just knows? different lifestyles. He's using Facebook for things that you wouldn't be using Facebook for. Yes. Who knows, man? Who knows where my life's going to take me? <laughs> I might wind up in the joint again. I mean, wind up in the joint. But yes, it is odd that you know people post everything on there. Uh, one thing that someone pointed out to me a little while ago is there is a like button you know, on, that, on Facebook, but there is no dislike so right. If you don't like something, you can't. You, you, know, just, you just leave a comment. You just leave a it. comment, a snooty comment. But can't you just be like, "Yeah, I don't like that." <laughs> yeah. like, quit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't let people know I don't like shit, but I don't want to write it out. For every person that needs to write a long, rambling, like political post. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. See me. Really? Yeah. Me just dislike. Dislike. So I know that was the first time experiencing this. So uh, let's uh, get on with this. So I, I, I got married. I've been married for twenty-two days. And uh, last night was a n- new moment in my relationship. Mm. Was uh, last night about uh, about three thirty in the morning. My mm. lo- my lovely wife, sweetheart, who, who made us margaritas tonight. Delicious margaritas. Not bad. She uh, she woke me up. She goes, can't do it. I said, what? You know, I'm, I'm half asleep. I don't know what's going on. And evidently, I had I had a bowl of chili last night before going to bed, and I I I, I lit up. But you know, when when you're asleep, you don't know. You don't know you're passing gas. And I, I lit up the room, and uh, she tapped me on the shoulder, said I'm out, and walked out of the couch. <laughs> I don't think it was a 
just as nice as you say, like a tap on the shoulder. I think it was like, I'm out. And just yeah. getting the fuck out. Yeah. What the fuck's going on <laughs> And here? running out, yeah. I'm going to honestly say, Todd, I've been in your situation on that once or twice before. You've been, you've been the farter. I've been the, yeah, the, fill, like, you know, if you got the little uh, meter that tests oxygen levels, right. it would definitely be below. They'd be have the little red needle going off. <laughs> I think they need that. You know, some people have the uh, carbon monoxide warning lights. We need like the, the the fart warning light. Where after a certain point, I think she should have sent me out. I figured that's like the move where you go, dude. You're no, but you already filled up the room. Yeah. Oh, it's true. <laughs> that would be like a you know, you did a good job. Uh, I'm giving you I'm giving you a promotion. We're gonna send you a bigger room. Mm, yeah. See how you do. <laughs> right. Stay in your stew, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. My my uh, my wife wasn't too happy about that. Now, now, now I'm not going to start calling her my fiance, by the way, because she was my girlfriend the whole time she was my fiance. Now that <laughs> she's my wife, I'm going to start referring to her my fiance. And then by the time we get our divorce, I'm going to call her my wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, so you guys, uh, you guys went to my wedding, right? I was there. You know, uh, uh, yeah. El- Elliot was oh. there. Yeah, I was there. Uh, Buck, Buck was a groomsman. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Uh, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Buck, Buck was a groom. You guys have a good time. Were your thoughts, opinions on on the, on the goings on? What happened? I uh, uh, a good time. There was this one part where someone tried to do a little bit of stand up comedy. It didn't exactly work out. I remember. Who, well, well, you were sitting at the podcasters <laughs> table with John Sowen and Mark Chambers, so I'm assuming it was one of them trying to work some material. What was no, going on? No, it was kind of a star player at the uh, the show. Illuminate me. What happened? <laughs> I remember uh, someone got above the uh, audience and tried to light off a couple of jokes, and they fell a little bit flat. Okay, okay. So after we got married, we had there was a, uh, I guess what would you? There was a, uh, a second story window, which, yeah, like a balcony, balcony. type thing. Yeah, balcony. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got to look out upon everybody in the audience, kind of like I was the dictator in a banana republic. And address everybody and say thank you. And uh, I, I thought, okay, I, I started off with one joke that, was, that didn't quite hit. Which one was that? I, see, I thought you killed. I, I didn't realize Todd bombed. No, no, my first joke bombed, and then I recovered nicely. Okay. And then I think I killed. I think I had some good jokes there. Well, I, I started off with, my uncle couldn't be here, who's like a big, big part of the family, so I started off with, it's a shame Uncle Al couldn't be here, because my speech was in his pocket. Yep, the same response that I just got here. Okay. <laughs> I chuckled. Yeah, exactly. I was in the back chuckling. It was fun. Yeah. And then I started working material about the people in the cheap seats at the wedding, and I got some laughs, and uh, I did some plugs for everybody, like a true broadcaster. It's like once again, uh, uh, Critics Choice Catering, nice job, uh, photographer here, you know. And I, I gave everybody their shit, and then uh, the best man made a speech, which was pretty epic. That was a that was a good best man speech. I would have to say I was pretty. Yeah. Imp- Pretty damn impressed. That might be one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, my buddy Steve, uh, I'm not sure the audience would know him. If you heard in the Chubby Chaser stuff, he was head <laughs> producer of that, but he was my best man. And he did say something rather interesting was he went to, you know, roast slash make his speech about me. And the, the point was, you always want to know what people's you know, perceptions are of you. And he was like, well, you know, when I think about Todd and I want to know who he is as a human being, I just mostly think... And then in my head, I'm thinking, well, you know, Todd, with astute observations of humanity, possibly. No. No. Uh, in-depth political insight. No. No. no uh, hospitality, generosity. No. It Not was like, 
Yeah, it was uh, Todd's. Todd's whole life is just a bunch of pointless stories, <laughs> and then he told pointless stories about me. And yeah, he, he did regale us, though. I would say that. Oh, he did well. He yeah. regaled, yes. Now I want to say Steve was a really cool guy. Steve is. I, I think it was the first time I met him was at the uh, bachelor party. Yeah, thing. he's he's amazing. Steve's hilarious. Hilarious. Now when me and Steve team up, some uh, some stuff happens. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yes, yes, it does. Like, unfortunately, it does. Uh, we were. Uh, we had to do the hard change because the room we were changing into was actually their honeymoon suite. Yeah, that was my my, my hotel room for the whole day that right. we, we woke up in and got ready together, all the groomsmen and myself. Uh, Buck and I slept in it the night before. I think I slept out on the floor. Yeah, Buck That's passed out on the floor <laughs> of the room the night <laughs> not, before. Not my shiny moment, though. <laughs> but possibly from my perspective, this might work. I don't know. Um, well, we had to get out Vamoose out of the room right after the wedding. And I wasn't made aware of that until, you know, we were in the room itself. <laughs> and um, we'd just gone back. The wedding had just gone over. And I'm really not even sure who the... Because Sarah was being cool about it. Mm-hmm. Sarah was being cool. She was letting us, you know, pack up, get out. At some point in time, we did mess with you a bit, especially with the bed. I think we put the... Uh, what was it? The ironing board under you the under the You booby trapped my marital room. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> no, it's kind of jacked. Okay, okay. First of all, Sarah and I we, we come into the room and there's a bunch of dudes looking guilty in what is to be the most romantic suite of a man's life. This what is, is what like are you gonna do? I'm gonna lay down with my bride that night mm. and I'm gonna do things she's never seen because there's still moves that after all these years I'm waiting to brandish on the woman. Nice. It's like, whoa, you never did that one. <laughs> I learned, you know, I, I learned that I, I was watching porn I all saw week. That shit. Yeah. Yeah. Most people can't do this, but I've been I've been eating my Wheaties and getting ready to make some love to you, woman. But so once we get into the room, my my wife exclaims a term that says a lot about what was happening in the room. She yeah. said, "Oh shit! It smells like pot in here." <laughs> and so basically, my whole the bridal suite, the the the, the, the marital suite of the room was smoked out. No. There was a cloud of smoke, and you could smell pot down the hallway. No, it was it was uh, incense. We had some incense going. I can cheers you on that. And so she looked around the room to see who might be guilty of this, and I'm sorry, blame had to fall on one man. It was just uh, eyes were pointed right at me, but I was not the one. I was just a, a person in the group. You, you know? were just an innocent yeah, bystander? I was, just, I was there with... No, I... I, I not innocent. I didn't. <laughs> you and Oscar. I'm bystander. Buck was not. blowing smoke out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so we get we get in there and we get ready. Uh, so we, we check out the room, then we go to an after party, which everybody goes to. We get ready for the after party and, at the hotel. And we come back for a night with me and my bride and we lay in bed. And what do we find but... A 12-pack... <laughs> yeah, there was something else, too, wasn't there? Yeah. Of Red Bull. <laughs> strewn all about the bed, like hidden in the bed, like beneath covers, well, that's in the pillowcases. I, I forgot why we got that sent to us, but someone sent us like a 12-er of Red Bull, and we're yeah. just like, what the heck do we do with this? But no vodka, I heard. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Drunk C was pissed. He's like, he sent us all this Red Bull, but there was no vodka. <laughs> yes, the man was very pissed. So we got that. So we go sleeping through that, and then the whole night... There's like this big bump in the middle of the bed. Like I'm trying. I'm like, was that here last night? I was kind of fucked up the night before. Some son of a bitch, Buck. No, that was stuck I'm an ironing me, board. Me, like, me and Steve combined on that one, so it wasn't. I can't take full credit. He stuck the ironing board like in the middle of the bed. I just thought it was a shitty mattress, but there was an ironing board in it, so I could not roll over in order to engage sex. No, it's- 
better than a dead hooker, you know, anything else. <laughs> but it made the same movement as if a dead hooker were in the bed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. We weren't thinking too, uh, too good on that day. Yeah. Oh, God. So not thinking of the ramifications. Some people did wear kilts. Uh, yeah. Different things like that. Yes, Elliot did wear a kilt. I did wear a kilt. Yeah, you wore <laughs> No, well, it was nice. I think you asked me ahead of time, can I wear a kilt to the wedding? And we were all into it. But I thought that you might wear a Stormtrooper helmet as well. Because <laughs> nice. uh, a friend of mine was said that uh, somebody showed up to a wedding once with a Stormtrooper helmet on. And I thought, always appropriate. Like a nice function, <laughs> shitty function. The Star Wars helmet, like everybody respects that. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you had to do it. A certain sense of authority when you have that on. Sense of regalia. Yes. Mm. But you had uh, a kilt on, Elliot. I had everything. I was uh, head to toe it wasn't, decked out. It, it wasn't so much the kilt, which was dope, but it was the the, the socks and uh, the shoes that went with it. It was pretty. And pretty, the confidence in which you wore. It was pretty epic. Yeah. It was pretty epic. Well, you know, if you're uh, if you're gonna wear a fucking skirt and you're a man, you gotta you gotta go balls out. You can't just you know. literally with a kilt balls out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't uh, just shy away from that. No. Now, um, you, you're wearing it balls out. Now, honest man to man, did you wear any underwear or whatever on it? Uh, I did. It's a very expensive piece of uh, clothing. And I don't want to get uh, sweat on it because I have no idea how much it would cost to dry clean that or where to take it. And it was a muggy day, if you remember. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice warm day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and it's all wool. I was going to say wool. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want sweaty balls up on some wool. Yeah. No, no. Okay, un- understandable. Um, now I want to. So you were at the same table. As uh, listeners of the show might know, John Salwin, who was on the show for uh, this show for a long time, then I worked on the previous show, as well as uh, Mark Chambers, who was on the previous show. Mike Chaffee couldn't show up. He was moving that day or something. But um, what did they have to... I want to know, did they just let the kilt go? They had to have said something. Nothing. <laughs> they just let it sit there. Just let it sit there. That's almost worse, because you know that they were they were working on material about... You know, or there there was an opinion that had to be had. That I'm sure at some point you're waiting, like, what the fuck is John Salwin going to say about this, and how is he going to relate it back, you know, to to the NFL lockout, or you know, well, I, you know, and I was just kind of fucking with him too because they didn't know who I was at all. Oh yeah, and especially and I never John, said. who'd worked on the show and heard <laughs> your announcing stuff, and probably had no idea. Yeah, and I never said who I was. I never alluded. They never fucking guessed, especially John. I mean, like, how many Elliots are there in the fucking world? Right. That are my friends. That were, <laughs> voices we'll were wedding. all over the show. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, me and Salwin got in a fist fight in the back. You didn't see that. Oh, you hit Salwin. Yeah. Well, he hit me. Oh, you know, yeah. Salwin, Salwin just, came after you. Right in the back of the head. Bam. Nah, nah John. He was cool, man. No, nah, John had a good time. Yeah, I was, it was awesome. It was, it was great. I, mean, the, and I, I met those guys from Low Budget, and I realized I didn't. I met them, but I didn't say like anything to them. So, sorry about that. Yeah, it was who was there? Mark, 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 just Mark, Mark. Yeah, just just Mark, Mark was there. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, one, one, uh, one last, oh, two, two more things. Dosmas. There was a, there was one moment during the wedding where during the ceremony I decided that I wanted to do the Mazel Tov thing with. The, oh, this one. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> with the glass of wine, whereas when when you get married in the Jewish faith, you stomp on a glass and everybody says Mazel Tov, and that's you step on a wine glass and you break the glass, it shatters. And everybody says Mazel Tov. And I wanted to do that as part of my wedding, not because I'm a Jew, but because my father did it when he, he wedded my stepmother. Lahaim. Yeah, so we wanted to do that. But what happened was they, they, you're supposed to wrap it with something traditional. 
And so we found this old tablecloth. It was a family, uh, <laughs> family heirloom. tablecloth? Yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> there's no jewelry in the, fam- the Perry family. There's no. It's not like there's this old car. This is that- grandma's tablecloth. No, it was my great grandfather's tablecloth. Oh, like, that's that's actually grandpa? impressive. That's kind of impressive. Grandpa right. clean tables. It, it, Clyde Lanham, yes, clean tables. He, no, well, he had a tablecloth. And that was special because that meant you had a table. Okay. In these days. In those days, right? That was a status. <laughs> that was a status. Thing. Your table was like you know you had a one room that nine children lived in. You're like fucker. We got a table in this bit. We're not eating <laughs> right. on the floor. Right. And uh, so w- they wrapped it around the glass too much. So when I went to go for the big moment, you may now kiss the bride. I go to step nothing. That's strike one. Strike one right there. Yeah, that was that was, that was strike, strike one, one of. <laughs> So I step again. <laughs> Strike two. Yeah. So then I decide to pick it up and whack it against the concrete step I'm right next to, and no dice. Yeah. Which Strike three. Which I, which I can tell you scared the crap out of Drunk C. Like when you picked it up, he was just like, shit. <laughs> like, back it away. It oh, wait, like, I wouldn't call that strike three. I would say that's ball one right there for you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so it, then I whack it twice. But I, don't see, I don't see how this, you know, doesn't work for you, Todd. Like, you know, people do this uh, glass breaking thing every day. Jews have done it for, for, for centuries. I mean, you can't do this. What's going on? I don't, it, was, it was just too well wrapped. So <laughs> I removed it from the wrapping, and then I, I stepped on it again. <laughs> shit flew off my foot. I launched it. Yeah. And then everybody, I saw some people were looking at me going, give up, guy. Yeah, <laughs> just, just pack it in. It's yeah. time to press on. And I thought, no, I, I, to me, I felt like if I didn't break it, it would be a bad omen for my life with this woman. Hmm. And I felt like it's that scene in Roger Rabbit where he's like, dun, 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 dun. And no, no, you know, can't do it, right? You, right? you have to wait for that that orgasm of the event, you know? <laughs> so finally, I got one good crack on it, Mazel Tov. Everybody was happy. But now, there's video of it, so I might post it on my Facebook page at oh, some yes, point. Oh, yes, there is? Oh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. good. Two strikes, two balls, and a home run. As you remember, maybe when you were in middle school, or you know the beginnings of high school or whatever you you had these like anti-drug pro- uh, programs in school you had like dare you had these kind of things that basically said that if you took any kind of drug you would become this crazy madman who'd be jumping out of windows and you know doing crazy PCP shit and like you would be this crazy motherfucker and they were right yes yes they were right but but didn't you think to yourself without knowing cuz you were you were you know you were 13 or whatever you're thinking well the amount of people in this world that I'm going to come across that actually do drugs is rather small. Like you're not, it's not going to be a prevalent thing that you just kind of see everywhere. But when you get older, you get into college and you realize a high percentage of people do drugs. Like you'll talk to now your, your friends, parents, and they will tell you stories about doing drugs. And you realize you're like, wow, lots of people take drugs. But when you were younger, before you were really at a certain age group, you didn't realize how prevalent it was. Well, that's why they get you when you're real young. Right, yeah, they start very young. <laughs> if you have any experience with the rest of humanity. They want to get it, like, real fucking early. They don't, they don't want the 12-year-old pot smokers or anything. They got to get it real fucking early. Right. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. And, you know, and there's a point to that. But what I'm starting to realize is, I didn't know in my times all the way up till I was about 30 that people be swinging. Like, married couples, like a huge amount of married couples are swingers. And like this goes on, it's, it's, it's a pretty huge thing. Sure. I would think that younger married couples today have a lot looser uh, meaning of the word marriage 
than their parents or our parents did, you know? I like how you use the word looser. (laughs) But uh, yes, (laughs) I I think they just kind of, you know, see it as a kind of a formal thing that they do while they're young. And I think to really stay married nowadays, a lot of couples do do that stuff. Right. There's a lot of like open marriages or people go to swinger parties and like in LA, they have like LA single or LA couples or whatever where people go and there's all these clubs and it's this like thing that I didn't really know about until... Uh, I attended a party once. I did not know. That. <laughs> Jesus, this was a swinger party. Yes. Yeah, I, w- I went by myself, and the guy kept telling me who was inviting me. Everybody or- here is really nice. Awesome. He was like, they're really nice, and he kept saying the word nice. Evidently, that's a code word amongst married couples. You go, oh yeah, it's gonna be a bunch of other nice. That's a code word. Yes. Nice. Like every other secret, it's like drug codes, right? You're like, you know, we're going to be at a party. It's going to be... This guy's really I wonder cool. What, I wonder what pleasant is code for. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She went pleasant on you, man. Backdoor. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Backdoor swingers. But, you know, there, there's, there's drug slang where it's like, you know, it's going to be X type of party or whatever. And I think that, um, you know, this, this is a really prevalent thing. So I thought... So I thought that we should uh, break down the game film on the swinger scene. Because, uh, Elliot, you're a Taken man, right? Uh, for the most part, yes, I would say. There's no rings. There's no finger leashes yet. He's money. But you're, you're getting ready to... No, fuck. Swingers. No, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not talking like... John Favreau? No, not, not John Favreau and Vince, Vince Vaughn. No, no, we're talking about couples... Like Let's go to Vegas. Big uh, no. cherry popping daddies no. or whatever it's called. No, no, no. Had the Grams not involved in this? No, no. We're, we're, we're talking about Damn. couples... Buck, Buck, you're not quite a taken man these days, right? No, no. Couples that meet together and oh. they, they wife swap. They they have sex with each other. Like oh. the, the the man, like if you were with a woman here, you would your woman would be with a dude and you would be with the woman and you would you'd trade off. Oh. That sounds like money. No, no. Did, what they do in the 70s? They, they uh, just put keys, right? Oh, the key parties. Key parties. Yeah, see, I've heard, I've heard about that. Yeah, and this was like pre-AIDS. You'd have like a good key party and everybody, and you'd pick keys out of a bag and then figure out who you go with. Uh, one night, some friends of mine, we found out that there's this place called the Hook's Tavern in Norwalk where people swung. And we were all single guys. <laughs> and we just thought it'd be funny just to go watch. And what we found was we ended up going on the wrong night. But <laughs> <laughs> Which was? Uh, we, it was just a normal bar night, but there were... There were these white dudes that were with Asian women, like kind of like not born here Asian, like mail order bride types. Okay. And that they were looking for other couples. And we were just single dudes sitting there going, <laughs> like laughing the whole time. But uh, I so yeah, I once went to a party where there was like swingers there and it was, it was very interesting. And there's a lot of uh, nudity. Oh, nice. And which is weird. Like you that's really, kind of, yeah, that's kind of weird if you're not expecting it. Yes, yeah, totally weird. Everybody was really nice. <laughs> and uh, there was some good-looking women there, so it wasn't so bad until I was in the jacuzzi. And uh, I have nothing against uh, plus-size women. But uh, when the buck naked in the jacuzzi next year, I was like, oh, dear Lord, it was like Kathy Bates in that one movie oh, sitting down next to me in the jacuzzi. About about Schmidt, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what, what percentage would you say? What percentage were overweight? Uh, what Body per- fat percentage? Or, what, what percentage of women there were, uh, were rocking the plus... I, that was the only one. The rest of them, there were some actually good-looking... Oh, interesting. ...young ladies there. I just think you, you know, you go to a really high-class one, one where they wear, like, masks all the time. <laughs> Do Remote. something like, Yeah. I'm not in that tax bracket. <laughs> You're not That's, quite there uh, 
yeah, that's 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 the big time stuff. But I figure in a, a town like Lakewood, like this, there's gotta be. <laughs> it's so quiet and suburban. You figure people will be swinging. So, uh, Elliot, you've got some. Uh, what, what do you got here? You got some information on swinging. I got some facts to throw down. Uh, <clears throat> money. So here are some swinger statistics. Twenty percent of American population are swinging couples. Oh. Happiness. 78.5 are very happy in their marriage yeah, compared sure. to 64% of the general population. Now, if I could get my, 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 my wife to hear these statistics. Well, how would you guys, uh, how would you re- relate your uh, relationship? Uh, you know, I, I would guess it would be uh, happy, very happy is the high end, neutral, no. maybe unhappy, very unhappy, like a scale of five. Oh, I, I would say I'm a four on like the four out of five. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. happy. I'm happy, happy. yeah. No. But I think she would probably be like a two, being the fact that I farted so much last night that she had to sleep in the other room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe she could sleep in a room with a guy who doesn't fart. But, but I see, yeah, I'd like to swing but not have her swing. See, yeah, I think, oh. that, that, I think that's the thing. I think Todd, like, he plays chess, not checkers. So I think he's thought moves ahead <laughs> on this. And I think there's actually a couple or someone, you know, that you're thinking about swinging with. You know, I'm just, yeah. is there a couple that, you know, Sarah's friends, your friends, you know, mm. I know it's throwing it out there. Mm. Make sure she doesn't listen to this. Man, <laughs> I can't get of a foot on that one. man. Yeah. So you'd want the anonymous, but still, even in that anonymity, you wouldn't want her messing with no one. Yeah, I'd, I'd want, uh, you know what? I'd want us to both go in separate rooms. I go with this really good looking <laughs> yes. woman of color. And then Sarah go in the other room and just get embarrassed and walk out. And then I'd be like, wow, I did some crazy shit. Now, you know, but Buck, would you swing? Like if you were in a, like you, you've been in long-term relationships before. Have you guys, did you guys ever think about it or? Mm, no. Didn't, didn't really do the swinging thing. Didn't think about it, no. Did you try to coerce her into it at any point? Um, year four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Elliot? Uh, I've only, I've, this is going to be crazy. Uh, I've only been in long-term relationships. I've never even had a one-off date, let alone a one-off sexual partner. So Mm. as interesting as it sounds, it also sounds really fucking awkward. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. So, so you have some rules here in order to, uh, kill some of the awkwardness, right? Uh, this comes straight from the Detroit professional swingers party. Oh, that sounds like I'd vote for them. By the way, if it was like someone from the Detroit Professional Swingers running for president. Uh, so here's, uh, here's what they have to say. We always tell anyone new coming to an on-site party with us the following rules. Okay. It's not a free-for-all. This ain't a supermarket where you can take whatever you want to the counter. Mm. So you have to kind of... You got to, you know, you got to, it's, it's the same as a date. Right. Oh, so you're just, as a, as a couple, you're dating other... You, how's it going? It's nice to talk to you, you know? See, that I, I would see where that would be a problem if, like, let's say that you found that couple that was the guy who's not that good looking but has a lot of money and then, like, the really hot-ass trophy wife. This is what Todd wants, yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? And then you're trying to make your move on, then your woman's like, Ishne, like... Yeah. I got Danny DeVito over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, like, the girl's not real Perlman. It's like Brooklyn Decker, you know? Right. And I'm like, I like that. But then also you're showing your hand. And this gives a lot of room for insecurity amongst a couple, sure. you know? And she'd be like, I didn't know you were into that. Exactly. So you can't do this yet so early on. Like you just got married. And, you know, yeah. 
you should wait at least uh, no, a month. A month before yeah, we month. start swinging. That's okay. One, one month. What else they got there, Elliot? Uh, this one's for the ladies. Many of the women are bisexual mm. and may approach you. If you are straight or not interested, just say so in a nice way. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's just common courtesy, right? They're like, hi, I'd like to scissor. <laughs> so uh, do, you, do you clam smack here often? Uh, I, I, and then she's like, I'd rather not scissor. <laughs> but thank you. You're very nice. Thank you. I don't like the taste of fish. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, for the men, every woman should be approached with the highest of respect. Yeah. Don't touch until given permission. And if she is part of a couple, you better talk to the man also and show respect. This rule applies for single women approaching a man of a couple. And I think that sounds like, uh, you know, that sounds like the strip club rule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch. Be like, you treat your stripper with respect so therefore the, 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 the big bouncer guy doesn't beat the shit out of you. And exactly. at the end of the night, she'll, you know, take you back to the ATM. Yeah, yeah. And then you can uh, have a $7 surcharge on the money you pull in. Uh, you know, f- for that, um, I, I, I was thinking, it's, I had an experience kind of close to that once. It was, um, I was at a, a, a rave many years ago. It was maybe, I don't know, the year 2003 or something. And I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, and he had kind of moved off and met some friends or whatever. And I ran into this girl. It was pretty, pretty cute-looking Asian woman. And she was very cool. And we were sitting there talking for a while. And it was a rave, so you know, people were on various you know, party favors. And so I laid down with this lady, and we were holding hands. We were kind of cuddling, listening to techno music. And I was, I was having a great time. Yeah, I was like, oh, this chick's cute. I'm a single man. Like, you know, we're kind of holding hands. We're being very intimate. Intimate discussions about our feelings. <laughs> this is going very good. Just trading some vape, vapo rub. You know, doing whatever you need to do. Vapo. Yeah. And uh, then as we're laying down, my back's on the ground, and some dude walks over to us. Goes, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like, oof. Who's, who's this? Is that like your buddy? Like to this girl? She goes, that's my boyfriend. And I was wow. like, oh, weird, right? And I looked at the dude and he looked at me. It was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Roger, you know? Like, what's up, dude? <laughs> oh, fuck, weird. And I, I was just like, fuck, this is weird. This is so weird. This is so weird, but I'm so high. And, and, and then um, she goes, oh, we have an open relationship. It's totally fine. And wow. so then I was like hanging out with them for a while. But even under all the circumstances, the music, the party favors, I was like, I need to get away from this. This is this is bad. Like even as nice as that guy was trying to be, yeah, I'm like, Rogers killing the vibe. Like, yeah, and yeah. I just felt like he was fronting. <laughs> He's like just he, straight, cock, passive aggressively cocky. It's his girlfriend. Him. He's fronting. <laughs> I, I just felt like he was fronting. Yeah, you want to be like, I want to make out with her. So, if, but you can't communicate to the dude because you're like feeling bad, you know? Yeah, and then we ended up going back to their apartment later what? on with me and my buddy and stuff. And then by that time, all the fun had worn off, and we were like, "Where are we? Let's have a beer." <laughs> But yeah, that was, that was really uncomfortable. So I, I see that in terms of the swinging thing. We're just trying to look behind the other guy's eyes and go, what do you, do you hate me? Do you want to kill me? And then you're looking at the guy and you're like, does, does he think I'm better looking than him? Or <laughs> he's not worried about me because he's better looking than me or like, you know, smarter than me. And then all these insecurities just started dredging I up, you know. I see why. <laughs> you're worried about that guy thinking how you look. <laughs> I was more concerned does with trying think, to. Does he think I'm cute? <laughs> 
I was more concerned with trying to woo him over than the woman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I felt like I had to impress him. You're like, right. I, I, I did you well, show right? You, show you up, buddy. Was, was he impressed with me or what? I, you know? Know. Oh, I, hope so. I hope so. That's what killed your buzz? <laughs> Probably, yeah. That and see, my, my buddy walked by with a dude holding his arm, and the dude, they walk up to me, and the guy goes, you really can't be affectionate with a man and not have it be weird. Wow. <laughs> and then my buddy looked at me funny. I thought, man, it's a fucked up party, man. Where the fuck are we? Uh, Never rave in Orange County. Uh, Segwaying perfectly. And this one's uh, specifically aimed at you. Oh, yeah. For the men of the couple, if you know that you will absolutely uh, be driven crazy to see your woman with another man, tell her. Don't agree so you can get as much pussy as you want, Oof. only to lose your mind when she gets her groove on. Yeah, I, you know, I think that would be, I think that would be really be keeping me from engaging this kind of activity would be... You'd be like, yeah, you'd be talking, some girl's probably trying to groove up on you, and you've got your eye costume, and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I gotta go right now. Uh, I gotta go talk to my girlfriend. She's talking to someone. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, my wife. That's right, wife. Yes. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that's the one point makes, of entry I can't yeah. get into. That's the one point she doesn't let you. There's no other uh, entries she won't let you into. Uh, no. Well, oh boy. <laughs> you just walked right into it. Yes. When, when did Ellie get dirty as fuck on the show? Season two. Dirty <laughs> Elliot's going for it. Yeah, we're all we're all uh, on this season of the Far Out Podcast. Elliot gets dirty as shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anything speaking, else? Speaking of dirty as shit, yes. you will see people naked. I'm into that. This is not an open invitation to join in. Please don't stare, unless mm. they are exhibitionists. Now, my thing is, isn't that... You're already. Yeah. Isn't that like uh, just saying, like, don't stare, but you do need to stare if that's their deal. Right. Like, Yeah, if somebody's like flaunting and like dancing around, like they have no uh, clothes on, but they have like a sheik of Araby, like a, like, a, like a sheik's thing out with something flowing and they're dancing around. She's like belly dancing. Then you can look at what's happening. I don't know. I feel it's a little contradictive. Like if there's going to be naked people, don't look at them. Yeah. But if that's what they're into, you better look at them. Now, I, I would say that um, one of the sad truths of life is that most people look way better with clothes on. Yes. There are very few occasions which in my dating life or whatever, the girl got naked and I thought, well, that's better than I assumed. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always not as good as you thought. And um, Well, that's because the women have apparatus to make them feel, like, you know, they got the push-up bras, they got mm. the spanks these days. Yeah, they have the new thing where they, the, the, the camel toe, hold, toe holder back. <laughs> they got the spanks these days. Very tired of girls are really wearing those spanks. The spanks, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got no spanks things. Keeping that asshole in. <laughs> it seems a weird, a weird topic because we did talk about spanks at, at, during your wedding too, yeah. Me and you? Al, no, Al Chang mentioned something about spanks. I don't know. One just of my came up. <laughs> it just came up. Yes, one oh, of your groomsmen. Yeah, one of my groomsmen. I don't know was, why. Yeah, he wore. Uh, <laughs> he wore Spanx. Yes, <laughs> he said something like that. Yes, Al Chang is dope, dude. Al Chang is awesome. Dude, I got a picture with his wife in the kill. <laughs> she's pretty fucking awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah. They were cool people. I think we should do a whole show called Al Chang is Awesome. <laughs> Al Chang is dope. Explain to the audience why Al Chang, one of my groomsmen, is one of the greatest guys in the world. Yeah. But, but yeah, he did. While we were getting ready, he did explain to me, because I, I was a groomsman in his wedding, about how he uh, wore Spanx. He wore Spanx his wedding day. Yeah. Now, I've. I've <laughs> <laughs> and he said it to some. Uh, uh, the housekeeper woman or something like that. He's like, you know, they have male spanks now. And she's just like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, 
I don't know why. Elliot has gone chucklehead. <laughs> this is a day. Every show Elliot's on, there's the dangerous point where Elliot ends up just laughing throughout the entire show. I can't stop picturing him in Spanx, just Spanx, just like before he gets dressed, just like he's got the Spanx on, he looks in the mirror, just making sure everything's lined up right. Like everything's tucked in the yeah. way it's supposed to be tucked in. Five foot, 760 pound Chinese man. Exactly. Very vain man. Oh, oh, there's more. There's more. Yeah, this list keeps going. There's a chance that you may not play with anyone because people need to be comfortable and attracted to you. Oh, that's a harsh reality. That you're creepy. What? (laughs) That your girl's hot and you're creepy. No, no. The only thing worse is if both of you walk away empty handed. (laughs) Couldn't get get anybody to nibble on that there, uh, honey. And she's like, nope. And you're like, me neither. No one wants to swing with us. But that's a that's a good couple then. That's a, you know they found each other. Yeah, that means that the water has searched its own level, and the the, the well was very dry that year. It's not good. No. Okay, so they got more advice on this. Sometimes people just need to get to know you better before things uh, will happen. Take it in stride and know the payoff is coming in the future. Yeah, see, with that, I mean, seriously, once again, if you saw Brooklyn Decker there at the party. Very little conversation, and it's right to the bathroom or whatever's going on. You know, the ugly couple really has to make friends, send a couple emails later, maybe have dinner, and then it just becomes way too much. It goes beyond casual sex then. You know, then it's like this long-term commitment, and then if you've had three dinners together, then sex, you have to have sex again at least a couple more times. <laughs> but I think that's like a, I think that's good universal dating advice, too. Yeah. You know, because I'm sure there's people who like go to the bar looking to get hooked up, and they meet some chick and hit it off, mm-hmm. and like they don't go back, and they're like, "Well, fuck it, I'm never going to talk to this person again." Yeah, they need to keep up with it. Yeah, what what this uh, whole story about swinging is teaching me that possibly I should just enjoy monogamy and the occasional pornography alone. Yes, is how I should uh, tune my sex life. You are money. All right. So, final thoughts, Buck. Next time when you're partnered up. By the way, join the, the show on Facebook and you can uh, email dirty <laughs> emails to Buck. Yes. Next time I'm partnered up. Yes. Are you, you down? You're going to make it happen? I'm, not, I'm not, not inviting you into my relationship. I was going to say, you want me to like, get a fresh chick and just go out with you and your chick? And, or oh. do you oh, want hey, me? maybe he's just into a threesome thing. Maybe you should bring an escort one night. <laughs> like, just, really take one for the team. Like, bring over like a hooker. Yeah. And then we'll pay for the hooker. Okay. I'll pay for it stealthily, and then I'll have sex with the hooker. You guys could split the, you know, split the check on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. And then Buck can enjoy her. I it's kind of jacked. Her. I got sloppy <laughs> seconds in this. Make sure she brings a pizza. Yeah. All right, Elliot. Well, that sounds like sad. Uh, I would have to say, if you are one of those, what percentage was it? Twenty. I believe it's ten or twenty. Yeah, yeah. If you are part of that percentage, please send a story to the Far Out Forum. I need to know. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, a show at faroutpodcast.com. So it was a pleasure having everybody back and doing the show again. We will be back later on this week. Uh, Buck Perez, like to thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Elliot, pleasure swinging with you. Always a pleasure. And uh, this is Todd Perry saying, welcome back for another season of the Far Out Podcast. Lou, la, 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 la,
such smooth lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht And I say good night Schon leuchtet ein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die Sonne geht schlafen Der Tag ist vorbei When Uncle Satchmo sings his lullaby Baba da 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 says I dream of you I dream of you Bleib immer mein großer Freund Yes, I do Die Sonne